So this week, we're going to throw it back real quick to a classic. People really loved this episode, and so I felt like it was time for us to bring it to the fore once more. Also, because, you know, as I am becoming a more mature person, as I have just turned 40, um, you know, self-worth is something that unfortunately oftentimes doesn't, doesn't really happen out the gate. You know, it's kind of like a wine. It gets it gets better as you get more refined. And in this episode, I'm joined by comedian Yamanika as we discuss what that really means and the ways in which we oftentimes compromise our self-worth for, for people and for situations and for things that end up not even being of the value that we have placed on them. Because you may have thought that I was about to say that ain't even worth it, but trust and believe nothing is worth jeopardizing your self-worth. So that sentence doesn't even exist because nothing is worth you putting your self-worth into a space of lesser accountability, of lesser value, etc. And so here we are. Yamanika breaks it down like she only can. Side effects of self-worth with Yamanika Saunders. So funky. This week's episode of Small Doses is all about side effects of knowing We have my homegirl, your homegirl, comedian. Yamanika Saunders joining us to talk about side effects self-worth and Yamanika's on the show because I feel like Yamanika is somebody who not just as a comedian but as a, as a woman is just really on some like man fuck y'all and as somebody who's li- like literally my profile has heading says I'm not for everyone both of us have had to come to a point in our adult lives where we just had to realize like I know what I'm about I know how I value myself and I'm not going to let how others misinterpret or or misappropriate that demean the way that I treat myself or what I allow myself to put up with. And it's a very um, it's a journey to get to that point. And it's interesting the things that happen on your journey that push you to that point and the negatives and the positives, et cetera, et cetera, and how you have to learn to to measure how all of these things come into your life in order to help them affect your self-worth. Now, before we get into the interview with Philomenica later, of course, we have a gem droppery. Let's drop it on up. Jam dropping. Jam dropping. Jam dropping. We're dropping on these hoes. Self-worth versus self-absorbed. Some of y'all think that knowing your worth is basically just being all about you. I don't even really mean selfish as much as I mean just thinking that everything revolves around you and the upkeep of your value. And the reality is that is not the case. Sometimes we don't even know we're doing it. You know, like you're in a relationship and you're doing so much to protect your self-worth that you're not even realizing that the way you're moving is demeaning somebody else's worth. But that's self-absorption. 
That's having the blinders on where you're not just looking at your own self-worth. You're basing everybody else's shit on the value of yours being upkept, not realizing that really it ain't on nobody else to continue to keep the value of your self-worth where it needs to be. It's only on you. And you can determine that by what you're willing to put up with, what you're not. You can determine that by the situations you put yourself in, the situations you avoid, how you manage certain scenarios, you know. And a lot of times we base our worth on how other people respond to us. We base our worth on how other people coddle us or how they, you know, manage us. And it ends up being a very dangerous game because everybody has their own perspectives and their ways of doing things. And so if somebody is basically not on the same value system as you, you can't trust that they are the right person to measure your emotions and your feelings, et cetera, et cetera. And next thing you know, you're feeling down on yourself because of their mismanagement of things when the reality is is that they got to manage their own shit. You have to manage your own worth and you have to be strong enough in your own footing to say like, okay, they may have mismanaged that, but that doesn't devalue what I know of myself. It is incredibly difficult to do this. I'm not saying that it's like some easy shit because so much of this world is about reassurances. I mean, look at how many people are obsessed about getting likes on Instagram and getting follows, et cetera, et cetera, because it makes us feel like, okay, we are liked, we, we, we are valued, we're valued. Self-absorption, I feel like, is when the value that you're placing on worth is really just about how many people have bought into you, how many people are enamored and catering to you. And that is not how you measure worth of self. It cannot be measured by how other people are valuing you. And I'm not saying that, like, you shouldn't be a civil person and you shouldn't aspire to be somebody that, you know, can be a, a valued asset to society. But what I am saying is that your self-worth is determined by the ethics that you uphold, by the character traits that that you deem as as valuable and as as worthy. And it's by how much you uphold that, not by how much other people accept that. Because you could have trash ass values that people are like thumbs upping and trick you into thinking that that's the shit to do. Not even realizing it ain't that those are the best values to have. You just around trash ass people. We see it all the time. We're going to do side effects of the hood, but we see that shit all the time in the hood. We see that shit all the time in Hollywood. We see that shit all the time in politics where the cesspool is so thick that it tricks people into thinking that the way that they are moving is cool and that and and the wrong things are being valued. And so they're basing their self-worth on these uh, cosigns from people who actually have no self-worth, from people who actually have no ethics, who have no character, who have no class. It's a doozy. When you're self-absorbed, it, 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 keeps, it, it thrives in that space. Because all you're really about is people filling you up, whether it's with hot air or substance. And you got you to gotta check that. You got to check that. It can't be about who likes me. It has to be about do, do I, I like myself? myself? 
How does one deal with the anxiety of not being chosen or hired because you're asking for more than is being offered? I may be worth X to me, but Y to someone else. I've talked about this on another episode before. I can't remember. But the reality is, is that there's a difference between your self-worth and your value in the marketplace. You know your worth in terms of your skill set, in terms of your uh, organization skills, in terms of your ability to operate as a team member, etc. You know all of that. You know your talent. You know you know your drive, your motivation, etc. And you can have a resume that enumerates for people like, hey, these are other examples that support all of these things about myself. That's the best you can do. Outside of that, though. You really are relying on someone else's ability to do that math and put it together and line it up with what they're offering. Now, for all intents and purposes, your self-worth may not align with your value in the marketplace. I'll give you an example. October of 2015, I had moved here to Los Angeles from New York. And I was having a conversation with my mom after flying to Dubai and flying back from Dubai. So I had 20 hours on a plane to think. Because you can only watch so many fucking movies. Okay? okay. So, but by the way, on that flight, I saw the movie uh, Far From the Maddening Crowd. And it was delightful. Fucking delightful. You know I love a British period piece. I love it. And it's just really a different kind of British period piece. And it really does a lot to tell you the story of just how women have had to really just knuckle down and go against the grain and really fight through just the level of patriarchy that's really been put in place for quite some time. But I digress. So I'm in my house. It's October. And I'm telling my mom how like on that flight I really started thinking. And it's just like I had come out to L.A., and I'm wanting shit to pop off. I'm like, why aren't, why, like, why isn't things popping? And she's like, well, I mean, you've done so much work, Amanda. You've done so much work. And I'm like, yeah, but I haven't done the right work. I'm still getting auditions for stuff that I shouldn't have to even audition for because I haven't done the right work. And she's like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, I realized that like my self-worth is that I know my skill set. I know that I can do more than host and I can act and I can write and I can be a comedian. I know that. But I haven't demonstrated that in actual tangible ways at cert- at the level that I want to get to. And I have to figure out how to make a concerted effort to move me in that direction in order for things to change for me. Because if I keep doing the work that I'm doing, the work that I'm doing doesn't mirror my actual self-worth. The work that I'm doing is low-hanging fruit and it's it's easy. Um, and it's not that it's low-hanging fruit and easy for everybody, but it's that I've been doing the same kind of work for so long that it has not elevated my value. My self-worth is elevated because I'm doing internal work and I'm working on my craft and developing, but I don't have the actual tangible proof of that to show in the marketplace to elevate my value there. And my mom was like, oh. And it's until you get to that mindset that you start to realize why you're being overlooked for things. You start to realize why you're not being considered in a certain peer group. You start to understand why you're beating down doors thinking like, damn, why can't they? Why don't they see what I do? Because you haven't figured out 
how to demonstrate for them what you do in a way that they can understand. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's based on jobs. It may be recommendations. It may be how you interview. You know, it may be the way your resume is written, et cetera. But your self-worth and your market value are two different things. And a lot of times they will continue to be different. I personally think that your market value will always lag behind your self-worth. Because you'll always know I can do more. And the market is always going to be delayed. Because you know you better than anybody else. I just snapped, y'all. Next question. Is it possible to guide someone into knowing their worth so they can find their peace? It's not for the weary. It isn't. I think you can only do that if someone has a desire to explore that. Or if someone already knows innately, like, I'm better than what I'm doing. And it seems easier said than done to say that. Because then they have to fight against the fact that they've been a certain way for so long, how do they transition into this new space without feeling shame for the person they were? And a lot of times what ends up happening is that person regresses because they regress because it's easier to just stay the person you were than to feel the shame of the as the person you're becoming. And so sometimes a lot of people, like, you can try your best to show them their worth, but if they're not ready to see it and, like, absorb it and hold on to it, it can be fleeting, which can be very tiring and exhausting and disappointing. So it's, it's, it's definitely, like, it's God's work. And you have to do it in a way that's not disconnected, but that is realistic because it can drive you a little batty. I mean, ask any teacher. You know, I feel like teachers for so for, for what it's worth, they're not just educators. They're literally just uh, the best educators are trying to show these youth what their worth is so that they grow up and go into the world with valued education of outside topics, but also of themselves. And when they see a student who is not like almost even believing that it's so frustrating because they're like, no, like I see, I'm in here with you every day. And I, I know your worth, but they have outside things that they have to contend with. And all of us do, you know, like if you're dating somebody, sometimes you meet people at a place in their lives where like they've already been treated like shit for so long that they, even though they know that they're better than that, it's like, do they believe it? It's like, it's like this weird dynamic between your brain and your heart. Your brain knows what it knows, but your heart is like where the belief comes in. You know, that's because that's like your gut. That's your intuition. That's like where you're grounded. So you can know something on a rational level. Like my worth is this. I am a good person. I am, I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of affection. I'm, I'm worthy of this job. You can know all of that. But do you believe it? And what does it take to believe it? You can tell someone all that stuff, but only they, I, f- I feel like only they can be the ones to believe it. You can, you can demonstrate to them through your actions, through your consistency, you know, um, that they have been misled up until this point. But for all intents and purposes, 
someone has to believe like, nah, I deserve this or I am worthy of this. And I think that that's internal work. And there's only so much you can do to influence someone's internal work. Rebecca agrees. Next question. Is there a problem with having high standards because you know your worth? On the flip side, if you lower your standards, is that degrading your worth? Hmm, man. It depends on the reason you're lowering the standards. That to me is what the, that's the whole nuance of that conversation. First and foremost, no, there is no problem with having high standards because you know your worth. Fuck that. Anybody who tells you other than that is like, get out of here. They want to get a Maserati for Honda prices. Okay. And I'm not, I'm just like, no, you're not going to buy this Maserati and then park it up in the garage because you can't afford the maintenance. And when I say maintenance, I'm not even talking about like money. I'm talking about like people want somebody who is developed and and focused, and it's like uh, it's like dudes who are like who are like I want a boss bitch, I want a boss bitch, and then when they get a boss bitch, they're like, ooh, I didn't know you was gonna be this bossy. And what really ends up happening is that you just couldn't understand, you couldn't fathom what a boss bitch would be like because you realize that you ain't a boss. That's what it did to you. It just made you realize you wasn't a boss. And what happens in that moment is that person either decides, well, then I need to boss up or they decide, you know what? Ah, Her standards are too high because mine are so low. I've dealt with that all of my dating life with dudes who are like, you're just too good. You're like an actual good person. And if I'm with you, then that means I got to be a good person. And I'm just not prepared to do that. That's happened several times in my life. Um. You know, then you've had people who are like, why can't you just dot, dot, dot? Why can't you just be okay with me not responding to your text for 48 hours? I have mentioned this quite a bit because it still pisses me off. Why can't, why, and if you say something about it, it's why, why can't you just be cool? Why can't that just be a thing? Because that's one of my standards. My One of my standards is that I'm I'm with somebody or I'm talking to somebody who respects my time and has consideration for my communication. And if you can't meet me there, how can we even start on this road? That's such a basic standard, you know? And I'm not going to say that there aren't situations in a relationship where like something you consider to be a basic standard, the other person is like, I just don't understand that. I've dealt with that. I'm dealing with that. But then on the flip side, they have their shit that's like a basic standard. And you're just like, what? I don't don't understand why this is a problem. So that's just humans. So it depends on what the reason is that you're compromising on that standard. If you're compromising on that standard, because when you look at the sum of the parts, you're getting way more than you're giving up by just moving, shifting on this standard. Then I don't see that. I don't see there being a problem. But if you have to lower everything that matters to you to make yourself available to someone else, I don't think that's the best situation. Whether it's a job, a friendship, a relationship, if you have to lower things that matter to you, that make you feel safe, that uh, and secure things that enhance and, and empower you, if you have to diminish and dampen those things 
you know, in order to be a light for someone else, then basically what that says is that that person can't even handle your light because they're asking you to dim in order for them to manage you. And that's just not conducive to knowing your worth and valuing your worth. What they should be doing is trying their best to get used to that light. And sometimes when we come out of the darkness, it takes a bit for our eyes to adjust. So before we go into people I like and talk to Yamanika, I want to pay respects to my own people I like, my boy John Price. So my boy John Price um, was shot and killed uh, recently when he was doing security at a bar in Atlanta. Now John Price, when I talk about self-worth, the reason, I mean I was always going to talk about John Price in this episode, but it makes even it just fits even more because John Price was somebody who had to remind me of my self-worth more than once when I was a young, naive woman at SUNY Purchase. When I got to SUNY Purchase in 1999, I was, you know, flat-chested and full of hope. Innocent, Floridian. I'm in New York. I'm surrounded by hip-hop and niggas and Tims and just grown men. Like, it was just a culture shock for me. And John was there... And John was a senior. Oh no, John was a junior. And John was this person who was just immediately your brother. Immediately he presented himself as this safe haven for you to like trust. And when you're a young woman in that space, it feels like you are like meat that so many young men are trying to you know, fight over or shit, you know, but John didn't come at you like that. And he was from Queens. And, you know, so I, I told you I'm from Florida. So I'm learning all about Queens and New York hip hop. And, and, um, you know, his, his dorm room was a 11. We used to call it the church of a 11. And we would just go and just hang out in, in John's dorm room and just talk and laugh and, I cannot tell y'all how necessary that was to my sanity. Being in a new state, at a new college, at a new time in my life, and he just provided a safe haven. And he always had a laugh for you. He always had a story for you. He always had something good to say. And even as I'm talking right now, I'm just like, John Price ain't dead. How's that? How could John Price be dead? That don't make no fucking sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, I can't wrap my head around it. And John is not even somebody I talk to on a regular basis, but you just always knew that he was in the mix. And he would hit me ever so often and big me up about something, and we would laugh, and we would always sing Jigglypuff to each other. Jigglypuff, I remember one time this this bitch ass nigga had me all fucked up because I was just learning how to interact with men and he just like got me off my square. And for three days I was just moping around, sulking. 
And finally, John came up to me in the cafeteria and he leaned over the back of the booth that I was just melting in. And he said, don't ever let a nigga take your smile. And he just kept it moving. But that meant so much to me. I mean, I said it on Facebook, I said it on Instagram, and I'm saying it right here to y'all again because that meant so much to me because there was nobody to give me that kind of just clarity of thought and that kind of like reminder of my worth. Like, don't let none of these motherfuckers take you off your square. Ever. Ever. And I remember just like being so... Just feeling so lucky that that I met somebody who cared enough about my mental well-being to see what was going on and say something to me about it. Because so many of us always say, like, it's none of our business, or I don't know her like that, or whatever. But you got to take the time out sometimes to, like, just say a word to somebody. I've seen people crying in public and been like, you, you know, whatever you're dealing with, I hope that you find another way out of it and that this too shall pass they don't know I don't know what they going through but sometimes it's just a word and John was that dude John always had a word for whoever whomever at all times and um, you know there. I mean I have I have stories upon stories upon stories but I just wanted to pay my respects and acknowledgement to somebody who always showed everybody around him that he valued them and that he knew their worth and it's so unfortunate that he lost his life this way because he was one of the good ones and it just seemed like they'd be taking the good ones way more than the trash ass ones but nonetheless it is what it is and we love you John we will always uphold you and we will always cherish your memories and your legacy So, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, you know, she's she's been here with us and she's here with us now. And, uh, you know, let me. OK. When I started doing stand up, um, it was there. There was like a flurry of black women doing stand up at that time because that was when. Uh, SNL had decided that they needed a negress. So, like, folks came out <laughs> from the woodworks, and that's literally how I ended up starting doing stand-up, because someone was doing a showcase, putting together a black woman's comedy showcase, and, like, thought that I did stand-up because they saw me on Best Week Ever with other comics. And so I ended up coming into the world in that way, and... Exactly. Brendan just made a face because I know that when I said that, he thought of birth. And you're ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I know that's what he thought of. I saw his face go, mm, yeah. And so I ended up birthing into comedy uh, that way. And there was a mixed response. Like there were some sisters who were like, oh, another sister doing comedy. Cool. Uh, there were some who were like, she thinks she funny. She thinks she could just come and do this just because she on TV. Blah. I'm moving my hand. You know how I'm moving my hand as I say this. I'm grabbing the air and I'm pulling it back. I'm grabbing the air. I'm pulling it back. And, and but then there, and you know, and, and that was just like the, the two sides. Like it was either folks that were just like, oh, cool. Or there are folks that were just being sh- haters for no fucking reason. If I come on stage and I'm not funny, 
You know, and I think that I'm funnier than you or I think that I'm better than you because I come from something else. Fine. But like that was never the case. So I always felt some type of way about that. But what I always appreciated was that from day one, jump, yams was very, you were always just like, what's up? <laughs> you know, and you, but I feel like, you know, everyone loves you for that reason because you're incredibly authentic and incredibly genuine person aside from being incredibly hilarious. I remember being here in LA and we had run into each other at the parlor. They had a night at the parlor that they, that uh, was used to be a comedy night at the parlor on sunset. And I remember you going up and just mashing, mash dung. And being, and I remember being like, I gotta get, I gotta get to where I'm doing that. Like I gotta get to where I'm mashing them like that. And I remember you had like a backpack on. You weren't even planning on going up. Like you had just come in and they were like, oh my God, you want to go? Like you want to go on? And that was when you were doing Meredith Vieira. And, and we like talked after. I remember we stood outside and we talked. And I don't think we had ever like had that real of a conversation, just, you know, sister to sister, comic to comic. But I never forgot that. I've always remembered that. And I've always appreciated just that, you know, you are somebody who is a pillar within this community of just being solid, the same nigga every time. And I, um, and, and transparent in a way that I feel like a lot of people are really afraid to be. And it's not like I'm even shading them, but I am, I do want to just commend you for your transparency because I think that it's very brave and it gives a lot of people the feeling like, okay, I can be that too. Cause I'm seeing somebody else be this in a, in a specific way. So, you know, I just wanted you to know that yams. You'll never find a love like mine. A love that loves you. I mean, it's Don Cornelius mic I got. <laughs> and I'm waiting to shuffle the letters around on Soul Train. Let me say this as I look at the Suge Avery. I wish you guys could be in this room. It's 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 part Negro, the other half uh missing white kid. Um, cause there's like a lot of Starbucks stuff happening, Star Wars. That's how much I don't know Star Wars. I said Starbucks. <laughs> And then it's also like maybe, you know, a, a light, some light pulling of the Cosby show set. What I want to say is. Did you get that from those paintings? Absolutely. Is that from the Cosby show set? It's literally called the Theo series. <laughs> those paintings are literally called the Theo series. Black Jeopardy. I literally <laughs> took a freeze frame of Theo. Stop. And I traced it. And that's what the brother, homeboy, nigga, father. Which one are you? Which one are you? And that's, you know what? I want these as many ones that I can put on my fingers. Like the, uh, what was it? In game when he, the little, the, the stones. Like the, th the Thanos. Yeah. The the infinity th I want to put them in my knuckles. And every time a nigga come up to me and step to me and holler, I'm going to be like, which one are you? Pull the stone. Pull the stone. Yeah. The infinity stone. <laughs> and if you pull the wrong one, we're going to start all over again and you get one shot because one in four million chances you will succeed um <laughs> here's the reality the reality is life is too short right it's true and one of the things i will say about myself is i grew up very isolated and i have little to no social skills really yes so i am a thousand percent awkward a hundred percent um probably will say something that is going to piss you off, but also a thousand percent will say something that I know you that will give you love because I'm about giving love, right? Mm -hmm. I understand voids. 
And for that, I will say, I also understand the women that shade. I understand that person as well. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because we've been all of that. Yeah. What I'm trying to do in my life is I'm trying to rectify the real reality of being bitter, angry, jealous, and upset with the reality of who I am as a person with the other side of being a friendly, nice, loving, giving person. You understand? Right. You have to come together with those things and acknowledge it. Reconciling. People don't mm-hmm. want to acknowledge that they have these feelings or these thoughts. So when you ignore it, it festers, it burns up. I'm constantly going to my mother or any friend that's a confidant or a God. And I said, listen, I have this. Help me with this. Yeah. And then I'll get a task. Okay. Well, you know what you got to do. I'd be like, oh, my God, I don't. Do it. You got to do it. And then I feel so much better when I do it. I'll I'll give you this one quick story. There was a gentleman that was on the rise um, who I couldn't stand. He had done so many egregious errors against me. It was ridiculous. And He was a comedian on the rise? A comedian on the rise. Okay, got you. And I was like, and I'm a Christian. I said, God, why are you constantly blessing this nigga? And he's like, <laughs> no, for real. I'm like, yes. Why is this nigga better than me? <laughs> yes. Why is he getting, I mean, and like they be showers. Showers of blessings. I feel like I know who we're talking about. You may. No, no, be too close. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I'll tell okay, you. okay. <laughs> Child. And I mean, it was buckets of blessings. And I said, but then what I did is I, I called a girlfriend of mine that was a mutual friend of both of ours. And I invited her to dinner. And I sat her down and I said, listen, I don't want to not root for him to win. I, I just want to win my damn fucking self. Right. <laughs> but even more importantly, I want to let whatever is his and whatever he going through have nothing to do with me whatsoever. You mm-hmm. understand? Up or down, whether I I have to cleanse this. And I said I felt it was hard for me to specifically talk to him because I couldn't stand him. But I got close enough to him to talk to somebody that was like, I, you know what I mean? Where I felt like I was dropping that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adjacency. I, yes. <laughs> and I dropped all that stuff right there on the table. And I'm telling you something. As soon as I dropped it down, not even, I think, a week later, just things started, blessings started happening. Ain't that right? some crazy shit? And you have to do, and I have to constantly, there's times when I'm like, oh, who, this person, how did they fucking get a deal? I literally went through this yesterday. Oh, how did this yesterday? And I go, Lord, no, don't, please. I'm you like, gotta, but that's why people don't understand, like, for me, it's not even like, I'm not even, I'm not some angel, some high horse thing. I'm constantly going working checking myself because working. that's the only reason why i can go on stage and do the things that i do because i i don't go up with any pretense do you Baltimore. I, I, nobody needs to know that i have flaws i'm flawed that's all i present is the flaws right i present the way i think the things that come into my head and i cleanse them so sometimes people do meet me and they're like oh this girl something she ain't this can't be her and i'm like oh this is really me a thousand percent because they can't even believe it because they themselves can't even imagine that. Right. But my grandmother who just passed. Um, rest in peace. Rest in peace. And I bet she up there in heaven just in my business. That's why I didn't <laughs> want her to go so soon. Because I feel like a lot of it has been her asking questions, going back to see my records, seeing what I've been doing and catching up. Because my that's the kind of, my grandmother's like that. She get, <laughs> she get me together. She's probably working as like the administrative assistant to Jesus. This is the type of stuff that she do. She, first she got it. I, listen, I got I to gotta find what my baby's doing. Because she's been around. 
I feel her presence. <laughs> Let's just start talking about um, these fuck niggas. Now, this is a well, su- oh oh because I'm about to <laughs> let's 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 let that be our segue into our next segment. <laughs> that, that one time, time. <laughs> I'm ready to get the gre- the grease popping. Prop the grease. I done dealt with two back-to-back fuck white boys. Wow. White fuck boys. Even Rebecca just leaned in. <laughs> Tell us more. And it's B- not well, you know that- what I say on stage. Brad is trash. Brad oh, is trash. It's trash. And so is and so is Eric, right? Because it was two of them. Brad and Eric. Now, here's what I'll say. It's not that I went in to them thinking that they were better than brothers. That because I feel like sisters move a di- little differently when we step they out. They definitely do. There's no disrespect to the brothers. I most certainly wasn't. I, brothers didn't even come to the conversation of what I was talking about with them. But I was like, maybe it'll be a little bit easier in terms of you and I ain't got this uh, struggle, struggle. We got to constantly like who out struggling the most. Oh my God! Can I just pause you real quick? Yeah. Uh, me and Candace have talked about this before, but I, when I was doing the first iteration of my book and it was going to be essays, I had an essay in there called like, don't believe the great white hype because there's all, there is often a conversation of like, girl, you need to get you a white man. You need to get you a white man. And I think that the the thought process is like, because they're going to be coming from a different place. Like they don't have the same level of oppression or struggle. So like even, even at your most dominant, they know that they actually own shit so right there's always this underlying clarity of like where we at whereas i feel like with black men and black women our relationships always have a certain politicization to them they always feel certain there's a certain politics to our relationships and i hate it It, but the dick is good and let me just tell Honey, you. Honey, let me tell. I mean, listen. let me tell you. And this part of it is like, if if this is where the dick is, then Django Unchained and Roots Reloaded. We just had Levar Burton on the show. Roots Reloaded. He got a big dick. I have no idea, but oh, he has oh, okay. a big library. Uh, is yes. that a euphemism for dick? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because, <laughs> honey, that reading rainbow, I was trying to figure out where that rainbow was coming from. I that rainbow was long, right? Stand I can do anything. I bet you can with a big dick. <laughs> Take a look. Everything he was talking about was sounding like a dick. Take a look. What are we looking at? The dick? It's in the book. Oh, your dick is in the book? Oh, it's the reading rainbow? Is that what you call your dick now? The reading rainbow? Okay. You don't give people ideas. <laughs> there are people who have ideas now. Honey, and then let me tell you something. Then he, Paul Levar, then he was on Star Trek, wasn't he? Star Wars or whatever it was. He was on Star Trek, he's Dre LaForge. Blind, right? Well, he Put was a blind. Nigga but in he, space and then he can't see. No, but then he had a visor. Hmm? He had a visor that made it possible for him to see better than, than humans. He had like 20, 30 vision or some shit like that. Oh, was that what it was? I wasn't really into Star Wars. I was. Star Trek. Know. I was into other shit. I know. You know, it wasn't no black people in Star Wars, right? Jordy LaForge. Who's that? Lavar. Oh, I didn't know he was. I you ain't Star Wars or Star Trek? Is it a difference? Yes. Oh, oh my God. God. Can we not get into this? Correct. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like, you know, you won. If whatever schooling you try to do, I, I'm sorry. I just apologize for it because I feel I really don't want a history lesson on this shit. You know, I've been avoiding this shit like the plague. And it's everywhere. It's like 16, 17 damn movies, Star Wars, Star, Star Trek. Star Wars, Star Trek. Whoopi there's was in it. Now you know when they got Whoopi in it. Whoopi was in Star Trek Next Generation, the same one with LeBar Burton. I don't know. Why was it another generation? Was she also blind? No, she was 
Actually, she was like super duper old. Her name was Guinan, and like her whole entire <laughs> and you don't and civilization had been and ruined by the Christian Your alarm didn't go off on this shit. You got a blind nigga and an old nigga. Everybody got problems when they in space when they niggas. This is the reality of mm. things. That is why my cat's name is Lando Calrissian, named after Lando Calrissian, who's the only black man in space in the Star Wars movies. There's always only one motherfucker, and he was a snitch. I thought you named him Lando after um uh uh what's his name uh uh Peter Griffin. He played Lando in the damn what the forty fifth episode of American Dad. Uh, I mean uh, Family Guy. But that was based he on was Lando, Lando from Star Wars. No, was it? I'm sure. Oh, I thought Lando might have been your uncle. But well, I'm listen, from Orlando. There's too much things going on. Can we get out of this? So, because <laughs> every time I say something, we somehow get back on this trip about the Star Wars and the Star Trek. I don't know. I don't know what's faster, the war or the track, but I want to get both of them off me right now. I want to get off the track and I want to get out of the war. You running my show right now anyway, so keep talking. So I dealt with this fuck nigga, this white fuck nigga. We call Can him, we call we, him a fuck nigga? Can yeah, we're going to call him a fuck nigga. Okay. White and a fuck nigga, vanilla nigga. Vanilla, vanilla fuck yeah. nigga. For uh, Nella yeah. wafer nigga, yeah, yes, Nella wafer nigga, Nella wafer nigga, it's Nella wafer, and I mean this nigga, he needed a lot of putting on him. Where did you find him? L- let me tell you what kind of trash. See, th- let me tell you something. White men got the long con. They got the long. That's why they serial killers all the time. They got the long con. No, no offense, baby. I'm, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> But they got the long con. Do you know this nigga waiting, waited? Both of these niggas waited in the bushes for me for four years. Both of them a piece, a piece, a piece. What? You know the what was the little the Mad Max thing? Was it the Mad uh, cartoons with the little nigga, the white nigga, and the black nigga with the, both of them had the eyeballs and they was in trench coats? That's what they was looking like. Mad Max with a what was that? You know what I'm talking about? The little the little ink shit that was in yes, um, yes. Mad whatever TV. In, uh, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were both of them niggas hunting and stalking and praying and spying. And then as soon as I but get, they were they, they were connected to you like as a comedian like they had seen no, you. No, one of them, honey, his resume spectacular. But the reality is, oh, the it, on paper. Oh yeah, the on you paper. You can't shit. trust the on paper. But honey, I this is when I knew it was going downhill. After four years, we had our first time together. He gave me some Hasbro's uh, uh, gummy bears, hair hair bows. Why was that a bad thing? Why did you have them in your car? Oh, you oh you a cheap nigga? Nobody just have gummy bears in a in a cup holder in the car. Wait, they weren't in a bag. They were just yeah. They was in a bag in a cup holder in the car. What's wrong with that? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot wrong with that. Why you got gummy bears like that? And why you offering them to me? Give me my own bag if you gonna give me one. Get them in a, get put in a gift bag. You just give somebody a Haribo's. I didn't even know. See, you a gummy bear bitch. That's what it is. Because you knew they were Haribo's. I didn't even know what they were. I am a Haribo's. She said Haribo's. Okay, so I'm. T- see, I'm this a gummy bear bitch. Can, you, can I talk about something that the bitch don't know nothing about? Star Trek, Haribo's. What else is off limits? Tea. I got. I'm drinking throat coat right now. I see. I need an extra sip of that. So I see do. I need it. to take back why I like it, bitch. God damn. I know a lot about a lot of things. Why do you love Haribo's like that? Because of the consistency of the gummy bear. Because it's harder, it's tougher. I, see, I can't see. It. Am I, I right, Brandon? Listen, it's I, true. I barely got my bachelor's. I can't be in here with a secondary degree, bitch. You know what it is? Because you know about consistencies of jelly with gummy bears. I just thought it was gummy bears. I didn't know they came in degrees of consistencies. Because the cheaper ones are just more chewier, and the Haribos feel like they put more effort. You know what? That's how I know I ain't got no money. Because I've been chewing on the same gummy bears since I was seven years old. That explains a lot. Well, the Haribos are German, and Germans are really good at design. Now you know the origin. I got to get out of this one too. But anyway, so 
Me neither. I can't Rebecca's breathe. over here hyperventilating. Brandon is red as shit. <laughs> Hands up. Put the mic down. Now, here's what I'll say. Four years in the trenches. I get with this cat. Wine and, he, he did wine and dine me. He had, okay. I'm trying not to say too much because he, if he listens to this, he, he don't know who he is. But maybe he need to know who he is. I mean, you know what? Let me just say it. Because I what? call out names on this show. <laughs> I met this guy at an upfront four years ago. He's a chef. Oh, wine and Dan dined me and all the girls from Funny Girls. Took us to his restaurant. Wine oh. and Dan dined us on the restaurant at the time. I don't want to get too much of this business because the shit started to get Shout shaky. To well. ne- Esther and Nicole. Yes, and, and, and they had to tell me that the guy like was not Funny Girls. Esther, Nicole, um, Stephanie, Khalees, Khalees, yes. yeah, 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 um, uh, Scout. And heaven forbid if I'm leaving somebody out. Mm-hmm. But you know, hey, I, we didn't know all the Jacksons. But I only know Tito and Jermaine. Oh my God. Have you seen Tito's hair? <laughs> is it Tito? Or is no, it's Jermaine. No, it's Jermaine. The one, it's like a Ken doll? Like where it looks like it's like he, it's like Honey, plastic. It looked like he walked into Meineke and said, give me all the oil you yeah. got left over Give from yesterday and shape it up into bangs. <laughs> I have never seen his hairline starts at the, the gum of his teeth. I was like, you, it's too much for you. Why is your hair looking like that? And do you not own any mirrors? Because I feel like you pay, now he might be LeVar Burton too. He might be the blind nigga up in space. Because I'm like, why is so much great? I mean, just have you seen it? I've seen it. And I, they it, be like, letting him go to BET Awards and stuff. You know the whole. Ge- but his face also looks like it was constructed. Like p- yes, pudding. He looked like Nipsey Russell and um when he was singing "Slice and Mold to Me." <laughs> okay, in the Wiz. Remember when he was a teeny, teeny, yes, yes. right when he, when he first came out the yes. wall and he needed a makeover that's the, he was he was uh pre makeover Nipsey Russell in the Wiz and you know they had the mama fucked up too cuz the mama was at some award show what's her name Catherine Catherine Jackson she was sitting next to Reby i think it was Reby it wasn't Janet and they put her in this wig and i was like why the hell would y'all put her in this wig she's she's the mother of the I hate a Jacksons. bad wig i have wigs that i'm still angry about Honey, the wig looked like they had the part wrong. They didn't. They didn't do the. You know, you got to do the little picking. You got to do the. Um, well, you got to bring out the baby hairs too. You know, you got to like let that shit lay down. But you can see the line. Honey, I saw the tag. Looked like they just popped it out of the bag and I they didn't even take the tag off. The tag. The tag was in there. The tag, and it, you know how to name the wigs. It was called Brenda. But well, back, back to, to back to this guy. So he wanted dined. Okay. He, he wants to walk me to my hotel. Now, I'm staying a couple blocks from where his, um, his restaurant is. So, this is back at the upfronts? This, this is four, this years, is four ago. years later. This is four years, this is four right. years ago. Okay. So, we did upfronts. Right after upfronts, he invited us to his restaurant. After that, he wants to walk me to Made everything hotel. on the menu, wine and dine, the whole thing. All we had to do was tip out the people. He covered the bill, the whole thing. He walks me to the hotel. We making out in, like, in the lobby of Sofitel. Making out. You hear mm-hmm. me? Looking real awkward because, you know, people are like, is she a prostitution or not? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tugging this white guy down. And so I was like, you want to go upstairs? And he says to me, I would love to, but I'm married. You know when they do that? Here's, here, let, me, let me give you the plate. And let me see if you're going to take it home. Right? So I was like, well, you can't come upstairs. Bye. Why were we even kissing? Honey. Why were we Why were you kissing? even feeding me? There was a lot of things. I should have known when, when he brought us back into the kitchen and the crew was looking around like, which bitch is it? I should have known then. I felt like there was a lot of vapors going on by that stove. Ooh. So I left him alone. Left him alone. 
long story short, maybe about about four years, right? Of like maybe here a message, there a message, nothing deep because he's married. I'm not even fucking with yeah, whatever. I'm done with that. that. He reaches out to me last year. I'm divorced. Oh, better yet, better yet is this. Oh, I see you've been in LA a couple of times and you haven't hit me up because I was in LA a bunch last year. I said, oh, I didn't like. I'm thinking like, oh, I didn't even know. Why would I be hitting you? hitting you up to hit you up for what? I'm not who I'm hitting you up for. So your you, wife can answer your phone. Why right. am I? Why am I hitting you? I said I didn't know that he's you know. So then, and he also had lost like a bunch of weight, a bunch of weight. I knew you. It was a new, but I like to fat him. Okay. You know, I like a, I like a, you know, I like a big nigga. You know, a lot of shit going on. You know, I like to play hide and seek and search around. I hate her you a know? lot. I hate her a lot. You know, you dig in and you go. What's behind door number three? Right. Every time you fuck a fat nigga, it's like let's make a deal. Is your balls behind door number two, or your dick behind door number three? I like skinny niggas. I don't know skinny niggas. I, like I, I don't. If I can click. wrap my arms around you, it's a problem. I like a toothpick click because you know their dick is gonna be just a monument. I heard the big dicks is on the little people. No, the big dicks is on the skinny niggas. It's the little ones too. It's got to be little and skinny, because I, I I I recently, prior to my relationship, I uh-huh. saw a little person. He wasn't a little person. I he get, was just, yeah, because this is the story. I need to fuck the Star Wars and shit. I want to hear how this happened. How what happened? You saw this little penis. Well, because this little it, person's penis. It wasn't, he was wasn't little. a little person, but he was a short dude. What short? Uh like five seven. Oh, your standard is <laughs> real low with a little person. <laughs> five seven he was talented like as a human when you say talented is the first thing after he was five seven then i know the penis is small i'm talking about no we didn't smash ones. we didn't smash i'm just saying that oh you're talking about little the, like i'm talking okay. about the tlc people the little tlc not shows, just short right, niggas the, yeah. you're talking about like they little they, people right when somebody see them a casting director well, like, you're talking you about Tyrion lannister show? okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. who Game of Thrones. Okay, that's another show I ain't never watched. But there's a there's there's a little there's a dwarf on Game of Thrones uh-huh. who like is fucking the world, and they're always like, "Oh, we thought your dick would be small since you're small," and he's like, "That's the only but regular size is shit." Different than um the little little people because I think dwarfism no, it's the same. Yeah, but some of them some of them look like Benjamin Button, right? Well, I mean, I'm, there's different. Definitely get a lot of there's different I'm ignorant disorders. on what's going on here. There's different, like <laughs> right, but dwarfism is it, a thing. Is like a is a thing, right? And being a little, person, you can be a little person that's a dwarf. It doesn't mean okay. You, you can be a big dwarf. Well, I'm just saying, like dwarfism, it's one of the types of little people. Because I that's think it has to do with like the 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 way that it's affected your. The, I'm not even gonna go. I don't even know. There, there you go. go. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And now I got to find out because I'm trying to see. I seen, but maybe he wasn't a dwarf. Maybe he was just a little person because he had a decent sized penis. I was like, oh, this could be on a regular nigga, but it's on you. Like it was a kickstand. I feel like big dudes don't be having. No big, well, fat dudes for sure because you got to dig in there and find it. Yeah. And that just messes up the visual. Every day is a trick trick or treat. (laughs) Ding dong. Oh, candy corn again. I actually love candy corn, but not candy corn penises. You what? I love candy corn, but you hate white penises. No, no, I said, oh. but not candy corn penises. Is candy corn s- penis? Well, you just said it's the size of a candy corn. I have never, um, I've actually never engaged in a white penis. 
Okay, so let me tell you how it went down. Cause we let's just skip ahead to where we started getting down. Now, after four years of a buildup, right? You, I guess I should have thought about what I thought the penis was, right? I guess I should have thought because I got wrapped up into oh he's cute, oh he got the swaggy, you know, blah blah blah. Now I will say this: it was a shock. It was a shock. Um, just because you a know, good some, shock or a bad well, because you got to get into the color zone, right? Because yeah, the you know, pinky, I can't do, yeah, I can't do the lava lamp. Penis. We're so used to checking our meat and making sure that the meat is done mm. that we don't really fuck with no pink meat. You know, well, we we're used that, to like a burnt sienna. Yeah, yeah you know, I also want umber. like the the rings around the collar. I, yep, you know what I, I mean? I like a ring around the collar. Uh, what's going on? You, this is all like one. It was just one. So Rebecca looks confused. So black dicks usually mm-hmm. have two shades. Yeah. A lot of other people also have two shades. Because of really? the because of the circumcision. White also have two shades. They do? Yeah. Well, you might be but one of the white pink. dudes. <laughs> they got two shades. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't well this was all this was well both of them have all been one shade. <laughs> I mean Rebecca, you might want to look into the ones you're dealing with. Huh? Well, I, one of them had to be because if he wasn't, there wasn't nothing. There was, you know, it was like, "Hello, is anybody home?" Oh my gosh! I mean, the the second one, his penis was so small, it was like you remember when uh, Samoa did this joke where she said, "You knew this dick was on the phone." <laughs> you knew this dick was on the phone. You, cause you talking to me like. You're what is, what is the etiquette? Because I was talking to a girlfriend of mine. I said, he should have told me this well, was the situation. I have a bit about that right now that I've been working on. Okay, let me because hear, I because, because Well, I because, wanna... I, because the reality is, it's like you have to know your situation. I don't think that you have to, I don't think you have to promote like I have a, a small, small penis, penis, but you do have to promote that I am very adept at eating pussy. Like you have to know that you are... You know, like for instance, like I know that I don't got titties like that, so there's mm-hmm. not going to be any motorboating here. Okay, like you're gonna break your titties nose on my and sternum. Ass of things you can see the dick, you cannot see like you know, and everybody got their little theories. Oh, the defeat. Oh, the hands. Oh, you no, know. I really know a dick when I see it. I know a big dick. I'm. I have not been wrong yet. Okay, well, I need you to walk with me to the Glen Oaks Mall, and we need to find. It's about need- the hands. I'm telling you, the hands and the thumb. What about the thumb? Because both these niggas had thumbs. <laughs> it's about the length of the fingers. It's about the size of the hand, the length of the thumb. I'm telling you, this has never failed me once. Trust me. Okay, so I'm going to need a diagram before I leave. Exactly. So I, I'm just going to have, I want you to draw a diagram of what the hand should look like. I'm usually just going to slender. Well, usually slender fingers uh-huh. on, a, on a wide palm. Yeah. You're going to get a solid size dick. And that usually means that they're creative too. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Now, if you see, um, now if you see somewhat slender, not all the way slender, okay, and on a medium sized hand, that means you're probably just gonna get a solid sized dick. It ain't gonna be too big. It ain't gonna be too small. It's gonna be just right. The kind of dick you could fuck like four times in one night, right. and it ain't gonna stretch you out. Right. But right. the telltale mm-hmm. is when the hands are um, are not in proportion with the the person's body. So some, a lot of like you know Donald Trump got a little ass dick because his hands are so fucking small compared to the size of his body. I talked to a dude who was six five and his hand he could not palm a basketball, and I was like, oh, I already know what's happening. And sure enough, voila, swaying okaying. So usually, and I've literally never seen this wrong. So it could be a skinny short nigga, 
If they if they got big hands, they're going to have a big dick. I promise you. I haven't been wrong yet. I see you taking your hands away. Um, So, <laughs> you, oh, yeah, that's right. You show them with confidence. You know, we, I we all had we all had to look at your hands real quick because because of the Me Too movement, you know, yeah. and the realities of HR. We're not going to get into that yeah, with my he's engineer. With some good hands. But oh, is it HR thing? I'm sorry, I don't. I didn't sign no paperwork. She didn't give me no release. But to you come see, in, the, so. but it's true. What? I'm telling you, I could have looked at both of these. If you had shown me their Instagrams, I could have told you. Don't even waste your time if that's what you're looking for. The one guy. I, I said you got to you got to have like you when you start having sex with a woman for the first time you got to have a gift basket as small as your dick is like but you got to have a conversation like you can't just like I tell niggas I say listen l- let me just tell you something because a lot of guys into my shape right they love they 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 get the whole feeling like the breast the ass I say yeah but I need this to- this is a great yeah. package but I'm gonna tell you something I'm a big girl so you gonna have to pop the hood up in the front you, you know, know what, what I'm saying like. Okay, now this episode is about self-worth. <laughs> <laughs> That's my worth. This gut is about a good $20, $30 and about 40 miles. But I'm telling you right now, I tell people, so let, so now that we got this other way, because your, your audience will be like, I don't know what the bitch was talking The bottom line is, I was with two men that were on, on, on paper, right? If you just look at what they done and da-da-da-da, it's great. But when you when you start to peel back the layers of who they are, like morally as people, um, how they handle certain missteps and things like that, yeah, I'm fine. I'm dealing with two men who have either tried and failed, or are trying to rebuild. And in the process, I got my shit together more than they have their shit together. But yet they look like their shit is... Because people think right. that having your shit together means like money or businesses or whatever, whatever. But it's like if you as a human are not in alignment, none of that shit... Well, the thing I I, I caution women, and I say women because I'm a woman. I can't really speak for a man. Right. But maybe men can take some, uh, uh, glean something from what I'm saying, is that as a woman, if you... If you are worthy as a woman, right? If you are, um, let me let me rephrase that. Not worthy, because everybody's worthy. If you know yourself, if you know your worth, like I look at myself, I look at my life. We just talked about like every day I'm quitting the business, right? Because I'm just tired. I'm just tired. But when I look at myself and I, when I look at my accomplishments, what I got going on, I'm traveling here, there. I'm I'm in L.A. Uh, as much as I'm in New York, I'm I'm taping this. I'm doing this. I'm here. You're I'm on the road. Band. I'm I'm doing all these things, and I will come back home to a nigga that will sit there and act like he can do with or without me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Girl. And I'm like, and then because of that, you get into this whip wet where you're like, oh, well, let me, you know, I know I'm doing a lot of magnificent things. He's not really doing stuff like that. Let me just kind of like let him have, you know, let him give. That dance is that dangerous. Is, I, listen, why did I tell you? I said, this is what we, this is what we have to talk about. People knowing their worth because both of these guys, small dicks, or smaller than I'm used to. You know, I, um, my pussy comes in like a wrecking ball. You understand what I'm saying? And you got to be able to come in there and grab what you can grab. It's like uh, when you go in that little that vault where they have all the dollars flying up and you got to catch, try to get all the dollars. You got to really walk into my pussy and grab. You know what I mean? And then step out. And then hope you come out with at least three, $400. What the fuck are but- you talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> what? We're back again. We're back again. You talking about? 
<laughs> Yo. You got to get in there and grab. But if you don't have that Velcro suit on to pin them dollars to you, you're not going to get nothing out the deal. Or I'm not. I've been told to have a deep vagina. Well, you definitely couldn't have dealt with them. No, I've, they, just, I've had a small dick nigga and it was like, you have a good personality, but I don't feel you. Let me tell you something. They literally, put, they put my vagina address into their GPS and, and the not. second they put it in there, it says you've arrived. Now I'm telling you, they didn't have enough penis to go nowhere, but they definitely felt like though, because I, f- women, we do, d- listen, tell it, say it, do it. Let me say, it. but the, I, I'm trying not to unleash too much for it because I'm also working on my bits and my bits have been now. I have been doing the last month because I'm dealing with the feeling of both of these guys and how how they came from the chasing position and and trying to conquer me to conquering me to then trying to act like I I I should be glad I'm in their presence. Not not if you got a little dick and you ain't trying to get your shit together. I definitely feel though that there's always got to be a certain element of like don't get it twisted, baby. I don't need you. I want you. You know, and that's the thing. That's the thing. If I want, and that's the thing, I don't need none of these niggas. And I think some, but I think you praise them so much that they think that it's need. And it's like, I just praise you because I fucking like you. I love you. You're around me, but don't ever get it twisted. I'm good. I'm good. I can say that. But, but you, you know, don't sometimes, mean so, no, I mean, I mean, but sometimes, you know, you just be like, damn, I miss that nigga. You know, it's like it but gets into fair. a lot of where you like your mind is telling you a whole bunch of shit and your girls can be telling you a whole bunch of stuff. And you're like, I'm not going to deal with this. But then you go, oh, I mean, I really do you miss him or do you miss the, the companionship? Maybe it is the companionship. Maybe, Maybe like that's a lot of times what it is. Because if you sat there and thought about it, you're like, do I really miss this little dick asshole? No, no. but I miss having the energy of someone here because it makes me yes, feel wanted. It makes me feel desired. And that's part of self-worth. Part of your worth, you know, a lot of times comes into other people liking you, wanting you. And the best liberation is when you can really, truly, truly be like, you know what? I miss that right now, mm-hmm. but I know I don't need it. I don't need it. I, but but being honest with yourself about like I want to be desired. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's a false thing that people put out there that's like, no, you don't need no man. It's like, okay, right, yes, right, right, right. But it is nice to to have somebody value you, to yes. see your worth, and to be honest with you, I want to have, I want somebody to want me that I want as well. Right? You kind of get into this. Here's the thing. I'm at this place. Where I said to myself, I got to, because I grew up in the church, you know, I grew up with be humble and I believe in being humble. And, uh, you know, I think humility is very important. Um, Treat others, you know, kind, think of others before yourself, that whole selfless love, self love, you know, giving to others. And then I'm like, but I've got to find a good balance. And that's where I'm at. I'm at a good balance because I'm feeling myself in a crazy ass way when it comes to Negroes uh, and vanilla wafers. What we call right. them Nella wafers, Nella, Nella, Nella niggas. And you have to get your shit together. Cause I've told, I have told a nigga just recently, he said, Oh, I know you want, you want to deal with me. You want me back in your world. Cause you're fiending. You're fiending for me. I said, what could I be fiending for? Because the last time I fucked with you, I had to blow on your dick to get it to come out. <laughs> like, you got a peekaboo dick, you know. 
It's in there on all kinds of sweaters. Deli meat is happening. There's, there's a cottage cheese factory, whatever the fuck is going on. Like, no, no, no. Any nigga I got to wash is too much. I got, if Wait, you got, what? You had to wash a nigga. You got to wash. He didn't have hygiene? He had hygiene, but it was, a, it was nigga hygiene. I can't even say that because I feel like I've never dealt with a dirty nigga. Oh, no, no, no. Let's, let's clear this up. Let's clear this up. I didn't fuck with him dirty. I know. I'm just saying. When, you, when he came to you. It was like, not everything is It was like weird. white people before meeting the Moors. Ooh. I feel like this is another the Game Moors of Thrones. The Moors taught. Is this a Game of Thrones thing? No, that's history. I mean, I know it's history, but is it a Game of Thrones? No, it's history. No, I know it's history, but it's all, is this a Game of Thrones? No, it's history, girl. What I know it's history, about? but it's also not Game of Thrones? No. Why do you keep saying Game of Thrones? It's the history of the world. I know it's the history of the world, but wasn't the Game of Thrones history? No. Oh, I never watched Game of Thrones. No, I, I, like, I thought no. it was a history show. No. What is Game of Thrones? Why are they all these period pieces and shit? It's not a history show? Um, no. Okay. Who it's completely fantasy. fantasy. What, how come they couldn't have no more niggas in there? I didn't see no black people in the credits. Hence. My, my thing with Game of Thrones is they're doing so much fuck shit, we don't even belong there. So it's fine. Let oh, is them, it like that? Let them run amok and do the foolery. Okay. This was a particular brand of white people that was just ruthless. And so, do your thing. But let's just say lightly salted peanuts. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. okay. Right? Okay. And because okay. when okay. I... Let me tell you something about my factory, my, my shop, okay? When you come to me, there's an experience. My body is clean. You understand? It smells right. It feels right. Mm-hmm. It is a wonderland. Ooh. Why why are you not coming to me with perfume balls and dunking that like you just doing the bare minimum? But you think I'm fiending for you? Now before I sort of get my shit together and saying, you know what, y'all, fuck that. You ain't gotta have no nigga talk to you crazy like that. Exactly. I would be like, oh no, you know, like I'd be trying whatever I could not to hurt his feelings right. by saying anything. But crazy. we're taught that. Yeah, because the minute you especially as a black woman, like, oh, and see, this is why nobody fuck with y'all because y'all uh oh. Yes. Uh oh. Let me tell you something. I was just talking to a friend of mine earlier today and we were talking about a situation that had happened and they were like, oh, well, you should have given a little bit of pause with this. You can pause. I said, well, why should I give pause in this situation? I was completely, I, I was completely disrespected in this situation, completely say it was out of pocket. And I, and I had already gone to bandwidth of like my tolerance, like people were capping my tolerance. Right. And I'm still having to be gracious and nice and considerate throughout the situation. He goes, yeah, but you know, it's just the appearance of how whatever you say. Blah, blah, blah. I said, I'm the nicest, sweetest person, most considerate person that there is. But shit, people have, they talent and people need shit to get shit done, right? I said, the, the problem is you're telling me that because I am a big black woman and I have to always guard myself because I can guarantee you right now, if I was a small white bitch, no disrespect, Rebecca, if I was a small white bitch, <laughs> would nobody said, no, not taken, not taken, not taken. No one would say anything. Of course not, because then you would be asserting yourself. Right, right. Know your self worth, right? And know not to have no, because a, a lot of it's a, it's a, and, and I've been talking, because I've been doing these sets lately and I, and I have to, to have a moment for the men. I just say, listen, okay, let me just do a little thing, a couple of things for y'all because I know this has completely been against y'all. Right. Um, and I love y'all. I know we and, need y'all yeah, for yeah, whatever, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, this yeah. is like, this is a TED talk for the bitches. If you don't, I mean, I, I, I cussed one guy, I said, sit your ass down. He was trying to go to the bathroom. I said, no, bitch. I had a motherfucker on his phone in the second row. Oh, no. I was like, bro, no. what are we doing right now? Yeah. What are we doing right now? No. What are yeah. we doing right now? What are yeah. we doing right now? 
What are we doing right, right now? Because I know what I'm doing is I'm up here on a stage performing. And will not be disrespected by your nonsense. If you need or to go get that, the fuck out. That, that's it. If you need get to out. talk on your phone, yeah. step out. Get out. Don't nobody go to Winn-Dixie's moving the meat around when you putting packages out. Like, my thing is, like, don't... I had... You know what? I had a motherfucker challenge me. I'm telling you, I just did a show. This was... I was talking all about this women empowerment shit. And then what happens is a lot of bitches come with their niggas, right? And then they don't want to say nothing, right? They sitting there like, huh, you know... I'm like, bitches, you better... Listen, I'm talking for all of us. For all of us. For all of us. Don't sit here because you sitting here and this nigga... Hug. And what happens when I start talking that shit, these niggas start hugging their girls and stuff because they trying to lull them into the... I, one guy, he was hugging the girl so hard. I said, what, she got leukemia? <laughs> you don't need to hug her that hard. Why? Because I'm talking this real shit and you don't want her to hear it? I said, lady, you look at you, look at your man. No disrespect to you, sir, but look at you. You don't you don't no watch disrespect your you, but disrespect to you. No, but it's no, here's the reality. The girl was hot. She looks hot. She her hair is whipped, her outfit's laid. It's like I, I don't even know this girl thought she was going to a comedy show. She might have thought she was going to the Met. Like she looked amazing. Wow. He looked like he pulled out whatever hamper he had, some old shirt. Listen, he I went on a Bates. date earlier this year where I got my whole act together. Yeah. I gave you a whole look, okay? I put yes. on a heel. Yeah. I put on a heel. Yes. Your man showed up in sweats. Showed up in sweats. It was the first date. He knew he showed up in sweats. Well, did he know where y'all was going? He picked the place and made the reservation. We went to dinner. It's a first date dinner. Now, we've known each other for a very long time, but this is the first time we're going on mm-hmm. a date. Mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. walking Runyon fucking Canyon. We're going to a dinner. So you can't, you can't even try? The, the effort is what the worth is but about. Was it, was it gray pants? Because that I... I, I no, gray see, you're already lessening the worth. No, mm-hmm. it don't matter if it's I ain't lessening the worth, but I also want to see We're going shit. to our first date dinner. I don't, I don't need to see your dick through your gray pants on our first date dinner. I'm I also need you a Uber to... East girl. You know what I mean? You and I are on a different, we're on different spectrums. No, because, because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I got myself together. Oh my God, Amanda, all these pillows. And you, it was a photo of yourself. I... <laughs> <laughs> Where the photo of you? I wish y'all could see this room. Amanda, I love you. Room. You ain't never, I be knowing, I be this. Girls more merchandising in here than in, um, Space balls. You ever say that? That's but my, this is my, my this is my room. You know, yeah. like I don't got it all over the damn house. Then you can be like, damn, wow! I came in and the first thing I saw was a portrait of Amanda. No, I, and I wouldn't be mad if you had it all over the house. I think your house is gorgeous. I love just the vibe wow. of it all. I love all the colors. I love everything. This is like a creative space. The like whole this. house is creative. I would, I would never. I said this. I mean it. I would never leave here. Oh. This is nice. It feels warm. That's what I was saying. I was like, it feel like you've been living here for years. Like your energy is all up in here. Cozy. Yeah. Who yeah. had this before you? They, they must have been, been nobody. nobody. No, they were nice people. They were, they were? nice people. They must have been bland. Because, I mean, <sighs> they ain't got no energy up in here. You know, sometimes you be having like a few little ghosts. They ain't got no... No, there's go- a ghost in this room. Where? In this room. There's a ghost in this room. There's- is it the... Because is that you... What... <laughs> she said there's a ghost and then there's like a half picture of you kind of coming in through the damn the home <laughs> what, is, what is this that was the what, cover of my a, first you, book but there's a spirit that lives in this room Amanda where did this little girl go <laughs> where did this little angel little angel go she's you in spicy me. as shit where she's in me she must be down there like eating some snacks you know why because motherfuckers tried to sun her and yes. eventually talk about when it came I'm out I'm gonna show you the picture please I'll show you the picture I wanna yes let's they talk about the they tried to sun her when we fucking and my therapist was mm-hmm. like that is literally the picture yes. of when you changed and I was like I know but then you know it's funny that you bring that up though, because in terms yeah. of in terms of that per that person, Mandy coming out, she comes out when she feels safe. 
She comes out when she's being treated like she is at least being attempted to be understood, you know? And so the the whole worth thing, though, is that, like, I don't, because I know my worth, I'm not even letting motherfuckers see her unless they are going to handle with care. You don't just give your kid to anybody. So I'm not going to give you the child that's within me unless I feel safe that you're going to protect her. And that's really what that's about. Let me tell you, I want to speak to this little girl, this Mandy, because I see in her eyes. You know what her eyes are saying to me? That she'd been here before? L- and let she's me, not here for y'all fuck shit? Listen, don't, listen, let me, let me talk to her and say what she's saying. Cause you don't put she ain't saying that shit. <laughs> you know what she's saying? Is that when it changed? Oh my god, what is this nigga doing? Is is that the moment? That is the moment it changed. That is a picture. First of all, you that is a picture of me and the cast of Disney's Sparkling Christmas Spectacular. This is also the first time in my life that I ever experienced racism. This kid in the front. I was gonna there. say this looks like white people on ice. Yep. That kid in the front there holding up, he, uh-huh. was, he called me a nigger. Yes. He kicked, he was kicking my my caboodle several times. I had to physically attack him because I told him, kick it again. Yeah. Kick it again, I'm gonna hurt you. And he played himself. He kicked it one more time, and I still said, I'm gonna give you a grace. Right. Kick it one more time. And then I, I had, Oh, you can't give white people graces. You gotta kick them on the first go round. Listen. Ain't that right, Rebecca? We played You gotta um, kick them the gate out. We played, we had to do a Secret Santa. Mm-hmm. And the person who was my Secret Santa, he gave me like a, em- a half empty, a half eaten tube of candy. That was his Secret Santa gift. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was many things. And so this picture though, this is our cast picture. And look at it. You can where see. Where he at now? I don't know where any of these people are. You see Right, exactly. Okay. Okay. So let that little girl come back out. Let me tell you but something. But I just told you. I, no, I'm no, not. Let, y'all don't uh, get um, to have her. Let me tell you something. Let me explain something to you. You ain't the only one got a nigga nightmare. Okay. Who are you trying to counsel right now? <laughs> I'm good. No, of course. Li- I'm not I'm trying to counsel good. you. What I'm, I'm just tell- saying. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm older than you. Don't By tell nobody. two years. Don't you tell. Be quiet. I didn't want that out in the streets. Can, can you scratch it off the record? <laughs> <laughs> I understand. You know what it is? I was so. I've been beat down. I've been beat down. Racism, fatism, shortism. I didn't got it all. You know what I'm saying? The only person maybe that got it worse than me is the kid with sickle cell. But I will tell you this. It, when I, they, these niggas spray painted a nigga on my locker when I was in high school. Spray painted. <sighs> and I shared it with this fat boy named Joe Thibodeau. And I, and I said to him, I said, uh, oh man, they, they called you a nigga. <laughs> and he was so pissed. He was like, no, they calling you a nigga. I said, no. But the end starts on your side of the locker. Hilarious. <laughs> The end starts on your side. <laughs> That's where it started. And he was he was furious. Now, what I tell you this, there was a lot of times where I said, you know what, motherfuckers don't get to get the vulnerable. Cause I feel like you've seen the vulnerable, like yeah. really nice side of me. Some people don't get to see that. Some no. people just get to see like the because once I'm disconnected, right? Once I'm disconnected, you can just get surface yum. She's gonna be somebody, yes. but she's not gonna be tuned in. So I always tell people. The best thing in a relationship with me when you know that I really care is if I'm if I either argue with you, or take the time not to like you, or take the time to like you. <laughs> but it's true. I just feel like we don't have to give uh, part of your worth is also knowing like who gets to invest in your bank. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? You're not giving out loans to everybody. And honestly, everybody's just coming apart, be a part of your time. So they just taking a loan out from your time. So I'm not giving everybody access to the vault. You can't, you can't give everybody you might to the a, vault. And you have, you, might a, get an you have a large, you have a large following, right? So you can't give everybody. But it's, let me tell you something. It's some people that need to see that that's in that, that's in that group. And, and let me tell you something. When I felt that little girl, that's why I thought she was the poltergeist. It was almost like, and who did this? You did this? You transposed her face on the, the house like that? Yes. It's or a, was that it, a... No, yeah. It's a uh, it's a reference to Nas's Illmatic album cover. Because his is his childhood po- photo over the Queensbridge project. See, and this is also what I'm losing. But I but I completely agree with you. And I think that, that, you know, getting in touch with her and letting her thrive, like, that happens. When I was shooting the NBC show, mm-hmm. they got to see a whole lot of her. Yeah. Because... Chrissy Teigen and Jeff Foxworthy and Keenan Thompson. I I have had I had such a fucking blast yes. working with How them. How did that go? I was almost on that, but the scheduling was crazy. I was gonna say you should have done it. You it was beautiful. That up. It was so fun, and honestly, like the whole crew. The staff, I went in there thinking, yeah, I'm gonna have to come in here with a whole new person that's gonna have to operate a certain way because I'm in a different space. This is right, a bigger right, 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 deal. Right. I don't know how they. And it ended up being the exact opposite. I've never got to be more myself on a set. Yeah, why wouldn't you be? Just because of feeling like, you know what? These people don't get all of me. So, I, you know, they, they, don't, they, they don't get to have all of me. That's but how see, I feel. Insert, I've been in certain workspaces where I feel like it's very important to remember that your job mm-hmm. doesn't need to have all of you. You're there. You're mm-hmm. getting a check. I don't mm-hmm. believe that your job needs to have all of you. It's a job. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's beautiful that we get to have careers where like, being all of ourselves actually thrives. Right. But I know people that listen to this show and they're like, I'm going to this job that th- is eating me alive. I hate this fucking job. And, you know, I just want to be myself. And it's like, protect your neck. Like, you're going into a space. But let me tell you something. That is not going to be the best for you. Chrissy Teigen's husband sings all of me, don't he? All what that got to do with me? me? To give to her. Get, no, I'm Not saying, to give to NBC. Let me connect the thing, the dots the way I need to connect them. Go ahead. Giving all of you. Mm-hmm. You're right. You don't have to give everybody all of you. Nope. But you're giving them all of the comedy, the talent that you bring. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely feel that part of your worth is knowing that not everybody deserves. To suck your energy, sure. You know? What I like to do, what I like to do now is, because I used to come in either real high or real cold. Yeah. With, I like it, to, with relationships or just in general? Just in general. Mm-hmm. I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm very awkward. I don't know how to enter a room. I, I have anxiety. Yeah, right? we all do, yeah. So I don't know how to enter a room, and it could be like four people I know in there, and I just won't say anything to anybody. Cause I don't know how to address people, right? If they're in their space, if they're in their whatever. So then I go in and I just kind of pretend like life is already going. Mm-hmm. And I engage people like life is going. And people are like, oh, oh but you didn't say hello. hello. I know, but it's hard for me to say hello once you're already in the room. at the gap. I understand. You know? It's just like, I feel like, why do I have to keep saying hello? Because you're my friend. You know I mean hello. Well, we're also like, hello as I'm here. Yeah. How you doing? Like, we're just you know? in it. On the topic of self-worth, I think that there's just a lot of entry points into 
understanding what that means for you. And I think even in this conversation, we've been really, it's it's been a unique conversation because the reality is that you have your way that works for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and I think we all have unique ways that work for us and at different times in our lives. Like I feel like I was way more open even three more years ago than I've, than I've realized that I can be now. Like I feel like I do want to be more protective of my, my energy and my space. Whereas yeah. like three years ago, I'm just like... All of me yeah. to everybody, yeah. and now it's like well, there's honestly, more people on the teat now. There's a lot of people on the teat. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like, I want a nigga mm-hmm. who can have all of that and mm-hmm. who wants it and yeah. is respecting it. I want a friend group. You yeah. know, it's really about for me, equitability. Mm-hmm. Like, are yeah. we emotionally equitable? And I just feel like my journey to self worth has been in understanding, like, what do I do? I even deserve that. Do I even deserve someone to give me what I'm giving them? Because for a long time, I felt like I didn't. I was Mm -hmm. always giving more, feeling like I have to give more because I'm difficult. I have to give more because I have idiosyncrasies. I have Mm -hmm. to give more because I'm I'm weird. So like when you talk about being awkward, like feeling like I got to do more to make everybody else, you know, comfortable and, and make everybody else, you know, feel good about me. Right, right, right. And that's what my profile on Instagram where it says I'm not for everyone. That was me. Really having gone to therapy and getting to the bottom of like, I know what I bring to the table. It ain't for everybody's palate. Mm-hmm. I don't got to take it personal if it's not for everybody's palate. Well, it's for a lot of people. It's for a lot of people. You know? But also like... There's billions of people in the world. You know? It's just like, yeah. it's just what it is. People, people don't, don't like you. People don't like you. you. Okay, cool. But here's some people who do. But they always start with that with black women. <laughs> people don't like you. People don't... Listen... Listen. I, People always surprise sometimes too with me, right? And they go, "Oh, you're so nice." Oh, Yo, you heard, so blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Yeah, I know, because you done heard some shit." And then also, I'm about ten percent responsible for the shit you heard, right? Because I'll shut down quick. I, 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 I always tell people, nobody has a stronger ignore game than I do. Because my ignore game, what sign are you? I'm a Scorpio. Oh, I'm a Cancer. Our we, yeah, we're water. We'll oh just, yeah, we'll we, just flow in a new direction. We just <laughs> and this is why we're able to sit here and have this moment. My and Scorpios are very protective of uh, Cancers and vice versa. My grandmother was a Cancer. We was like this, inseparable. And I used to f- stick up for her, and she stuck up for me. We understand, right? That some shit can lay with. I don't have to jump on everything, right. but I'm gonna jump on the shit that need to get jumped on, and then I'm gonna jump on it in a way. I'm the type of person. I, I like Lord. I, every day I go, please don't let there be a situation because there's only. Like flying here, there was a lady, she had a her, her kid kicked my chair a thousand times, right? From six hour almost six hour flight. He kicking, kicking. I didn't turn around, the lady next to me didn't turn around. You know, we try not to say anything to embarrass the kid and make the kid feel uncomfortable. The mother's fucked up. She don't get it, right? And so I said, my I was telling my friend about this. He was like, Well, you should have said something. I said, you know, I, I'm this type of person that either I'm not gonna say anything, I'm gonna deal with it. Cause when I say something, yeah. then the air marshal gotta get involved because there's no <laughs> middle ground, right? So I actually tweeted that at JetBlue. I said, Where I said, where do I get my extra miles for having this lady have her son kick my chair for the entire flight? And not get the air marshals involved because I, I didn't open my mouth. Hashtag Did they give you any miles? They gave me some miles. They gave me a couple miles. I appreciate them for that. Because, and I, all right, JetBlue, fuck, fuck American, American Airlines. Airlines. But all right, JetBlue. I mean, for a while, it was fuck JetBlue, but then JetBlue tried to come back in their own because they lost my computer in first class. I remember. And they talking about this. that shit. They don't know. I said, how the fuck you don't know? And it was in first class. It was I can in see. Fir- 
You was on a Yes. You got a dedicated person to that whole area. Yeah. And you don't know where my fucking... Okay, well, let's get the hashtag and everybody's shit. And it got retweeted out and all of a sudden, miraculous, they found it. But then this is how they tell me mm. they found it. We have something that fits the description. No picture of it. No nothing. So they want me to spend money to get the shit mailed to me. I, I said, well, let me just do two-day delivery because that was like 40 bucks. I said, I don't know if I'm going to get my computer back or a white baby. They don't know what they're going <laughs> So, you know, part of it is, I look, you know what I look at, because I know some of the women are going to be like, well, what's going on here? This is the point. This is really the point that I want, if, it, if nothing else, from the fun, because I've been having fun. The fun we've been having in just a natural conversation is, oh, you don't think we're talking about this? Okay. So, because um, they laugh, but. <laughs> Rebecca did give us a so, chuckle. Yeah, it was. A, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When I see so many women, I see a lot of women, um, and I re- and I see myself in those women, right? Yeah. Which is why I don't mind because I think sometimes the the idea is like, well, you're doing these things and you're here and there. Why would you let people know your flaws and know that you? Yeah, I have problems with self worth sometimes, right? And and especially when it comes to men and men that I like, and I have to learn to put that in check. That is natural, and the process of me going through that allows me to see other women who are having as well. I'm yes. not somebody to you know, uh, to be like, well, how could you do this? Because, you know, like, I've never done anything. And I know that there are a lot of women, I'll, like, watch TV One or something or see women walking around my neighborhood and they talking about a guy. And I just want women to know, like, you got you got a vagina. You know what I mean? You give life. And you can't be dealing with no nigga that's going to take that shit from you, right? Or try to take it from you. He can't give life. He can give you the life to give life. He can help facilitate but the life ain't coming out of him right he gotta hand that shit off he can't be the he's not the final carrier so women have to always know they worth and understand that you should have no nigga disrespecting you you should have nobody not giving you love you deserve love and if a man can't if he can't be there in the simplest way he can't pick up the phone and say Hey, I'm thinking about you. He can't, like, I was fucking with this nigga that have no money. He's like, I ain't got no money. I ain't got no money. Well, nigga, you can go get a newspaper and cut out some letters and paste some shit down and just, you or can write get me a, a little carnation, Of nigga, course, get, like... do something. It's bitches on love after lockup. They got niggas getting them shit and they, this bitches is locked up. Bitch made a damn tampon into a damn cell phone somehow and called the nigga she was in love with. So I'm just saying, it's, 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 there's but a way. But we find a way. You find a way. But I think that's the key. Is that folks find a way. Folks, mm-hmm. folks prioritize things that matter to them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you can read that and you can tell that. Like the person I'm with, like the reason I'm even in this is because I feel prioritized, yeah. you know, and I prioritize him. But I think that for so long, it's been this feeling of like someone fitting me in, yeah, you know, fitting me into their world, fitting me into their... Uh, their space and like I got I, okay I got a little time for you I got some time here a little time there that's it yeah you know and they're just trying and then you're always guessing you're always guessing and I feel like I I don't have um sometimes it's insecure niggas that's also trying to break down a woman let's be really real it's all yeah, yes. yeah yeah because they, it's like they're not they're not even trying to like my nigga told me straight up he was like baby. People do what they want to do. Yeah. That's it. That's it. If they don't want to do it, they don't do it, it. ain't going to get done. Yeah, like, that's it. Sure. So when a, when, when a dude will tell you, like, I've just been busy. Mm-hmm. 
you that busy? Because I'm the busiest. I'm the busiest. <laughs> the busiest. I'm and I on stage sometimes. with yeah. a phone yeah. in my yes. belt. Yes, yes. Because you might text me yes. in between takes. I'm going to text you and back. I'm going to text you back. I was walking onto the stage. Yes. To, I be knowing. To, not even. And as, when, as, when, when I did Seth Meyers, when I did Seth Meyers, it's live. It's yes. not live. But you know what I'm saying? Right. When I'm, you had the uh, the polka dot Beetlejuice yes. shit on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm yes. walking onto the stage texting a nigga. And that's a risk because the, that's TV. You know, they don't want you on nothing. No vibration. No. And yet that same person was like, oh, I couldn't hit you back because I got home late. Oh, boo, nigga, boo. You got home late. Let me tell you something. Well, who the, who sang, I don't care when you get there, just get there when you can? I don't care how you get there, just get there. You can reach me by railway. <laughs> railway, nigga. Across the desert in a, no, uh, something. Yeah, something in an aeroplane. In an aeroplane. Not even an aeroplane, an aeroplane. <laughs> I don't care how you get there. Just get there when you can. But that's but that's the thing. And so our worth, I see a lot of young women mm-hmm. who have started to make concessions to make things okay mm-hmm. because they are being treated less than mm-hmm. and that hurts. So they're so in your mind, it's like the self-defense mechanism is like, let me shift mm-hmm. and make this rationalize that this is okay because then it won't hurt. Mm-hmm. So like I saw... A sister who was like, you know, if a dude doesn't hit me back, like, I don't even trip like that, you know, because I'm busy too. And so, you know, it's fine. You know, like, we're all just busy. And we just have to understand that everybody is not, like, you don't have to be self-absorbed. And I'm like, that's not being self-absorbed. At the end of the day, if someone is uh, is demanding of your attention, there's nothing wrong with expecting that. He ain't busy that- when he with, with a pussy, right? He ain't busy at 2 a.m. or whatever. What's, what's so funny is these, bu- these niggas is always busy, but they never busy. When they need something, get buzz. Please, please say it again. These niggas always busy, but they never busy when they need something. Oh, I thought you was busy. I thought your your grandmother was on life support. Oh, she back. Nana back. Oh, Nana done dad died. She died. Or you just trying to take a little pussy break in between Nana's breathing <laughs> tubes? You know, it's like it, it with some of the shit I heard. I, one guy, this guy, he tried to make me feel. He tried to make it seem like I was trying to. Take o- take time away from his son. What? He tried to act like I was trying to make time. T- now, here I am. I'm the but type of bitch. Why, but like. I said, nigga, your son is up 24 hours a day? Because. Well, you know, that's the other game motherfuckers try and play. Because, <laughs> But that's about worth, too. You need to be clear. You need to understand that you are not worth as much to me as my children. I should hope not. Right. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, who even brought that up? Who even brought that into the thing? Like, my thing is, like. I, I don't I'm not here to disrupt your son and what your son got going on. But I also would like to know if you got because this was the last dude, if you got all these things you doing with your son, right? Why are you even hollering at me? Just but tell me when you gonna be free. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like that was the yeah, least because then you can respect I his can time. have a ske- like I have an understanding of like Oh, you think I'm just sitting here waiting to play double dutch when whenever you decide you're not fucking with your son no more? No, 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 no. If you know you got your son Monday, Thursday, and Wednesday, or whatever the fuck it is, just tell me, hey, I'm going to hit you Tuesday. And then I can have it, I'll, I'll, I'll pencil it in. But I don't even want to do that anymore. 
You understand because what I'm saying? Because that's also like, that's somebody, why do you have to tell a grown person that? Right. You know your son goes to sleep. You could easily say, hey, or text me, hey, I'm with my kid, thinking about you, boom. Or, hey, I'm babysitting so up. What, I'll take. What changed in your journey to self worth to make you be like, you, you know, know what? what? I'm, I'm not doing, doing this. Because I know for me, it was literally, I just literally realized, like, oh, I'm, I'm just, just not, not doing, doing this. this. Let me tell you what, it was last night. It was last night. Oh. This is recent. I've been I've been doing because you know I did my no dick 2018. I've been doing my yes. slow step back into there's uh when you go through recovery, sometimes you make a misstep, right? When you come mm-hmm. back in full throttle. And I made a misstep because I hadn't been fucked, like I had no dick 2017, <laughs> and then I was supposed to have all the dick 2018, but then my pussy got self-esteem, so I just wasn't gonna fuck anybody after not fucking somebody for a year. So then I thought I was this is how I get in the little four-year trash with the guys that was, oh, let me see, cause he done put some work in. Let's see what this is about. Right. Whip, whip. Right. And then you get into two, at the end of 2018, we start these problems with one guy. We transition to another guy at 2019. And here's what happened. I literally had two men, and not at the same time. They kind of crossed over each other. But I had two men, one who was a failed, failed. Both of them have failed at their businesses, and they both rebuilding. One is a complete, fa- uh, complete and utter failure in what he's doing in life. And, but somehow wants to act as if he's he can do with or without me. You understand what I'm saying? But that's because he has no self-worth. Sure, sure. So, so because of his lack of self-worth, he has to try and make you feel even less than oh, he yeah. already feels. And, the and there's women that do this too, for any men that are listening. There's yeah. women that play this game too. Yeah. We're just talking from our experience. experience. He had a penis that rivaled Thumbelina rivaled yes fair fight fair she she might have got him <laughs> finish it flawless victory so when i say is he brother homeboy nigga father he's just a father because and he because he's just got a son and last night we have uh uh I don't know when this is coming out, but we have a uh, historical roast. I wrote on that. I'm also in the first episode. I'm playing Harriet Tubman on historical awesome. roast. And I'm sitting there. We had it at the landmark theater, the premiere mm-hmm. and I'm looking up and I'm sitting there. What um, network? Where can uh, watch it's on this? Netflix. All right. Look out for it. Y'all. It comes on Memorial day. First episode. I'm playing Harriet Tubman and I'm looking at the screen and I see myself up there on the screen and then I'm like, wow, you know, yeah, you know what? I never really take in, I, sometimes this becomes a job, right? Oh, I booked this thing. I wrote on this thing. I did, And then, you know, people are like, oh, you wrote on this thing? Oh, you starred in this thing? Oh, you were, you know, we just think Girl, of it like work. I, we, we're just like, work, what's next? Work. Yeah, what's, what's the next? next thing? Okay, what's I did next? that, I did that, I did that. And then I really took a, a step back. Because this is the first time I've really looked at a project. Even my my half hour on Netflix, I didn't even look, hardly look at that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if it's out of sight, out of mind. Because we do it, it's done. It's done. People are like, are you still doing material from I Be Knowing? <laughs> I'm like, I Be What? No, yeah. I was not. I, 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 I was not. You know, we start from. So I'm sitting here in this place where I have to look at myself and look at what. And I said, wow, I'm sitting here going back and forth with. A nigga who, not only can he not be at this place and at this space, because I don't know if he could even have the wardrobe 
to be at this place or space. Right. Facts. Yeah. Is I don't even know if his spirit could be the spirit that could stand next to the dynamic spirit that I am. Baby, baby. Right. You got to be baby. a dynamic man to stand next to and me. And can we be clear on dynamic? Dynamic yes. does not mean loud. Mm-hmm. Right. Dynamic right. does not mean overbearing. Right. Dynamic does not mean pushy. Right. It simply just means solid. Solid. Solid dude. That's it. That's all. And I'm looking and I'm looking around and I go, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with the, and I mean, it was. This was last night. This was like, it was a switch that flipped off. The, I, you know, I was Do you remember kind of, the precise moment in the night when it flipped off? After I had, was already flipping off the light when I saw it when I was in the theater. <laughs> the finger like, was on the know, switch. It was like, a dimmer. It off? was a dimmer. Right. <laughs> off, turn the lights off. Okay, cut the TV off. Everybody, night, night. Let's go to bed. When I walked out, um, to save, to save. You better have some white nails. You know that's my trademark. <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't even got my own. This, this, is, my, this is my look. This, this is my whole shit. I, I love I'm this. Is, I don't know. It's something. I also was the weird kid that would paint their nails with a uh, whiteout. That yes. So I br- the stuff that you're saying about being weird. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I'm like this. Is what you I was doing. Yeah, I would did that. But did you do the glue? Did you do the glue yes. too? You peel the glue. Got, yes, yeah. you put the glue on the yeah. hand. You peel the glue off the hand. Like I thought I was no. Like I, I love the good. They thought I was crazy. They, because you, you know, know what? what? <laughs> I just be feeling like the people who thought we were crazy right. were actually the ones crazy. who were crazy. <laughs> we were fucking crazy. <laughs> This shit my man tells me, I'm like, that's not crazy. Who is fucking telling you that's crazy? Oh my God. I to get Fuck a good that. peel. They're crazy. And you let the glue dry. You like you don't nobody tell you, you let it dry. And then and you, you peel, peel it. Up, yes. And it has like your whole map of your hand. Oh my God. And then I got the scars when I tried to erase my skin. I feel like but, all um, of the, oh. somebody told me I could turn invisible. I mean, no, I wasn't trying to turn white. I was trying to turn invisible. That my makes cousin, sense. And I this is the scar. My cousin, we did it in church. And she was like, you know you're gonna be invisible and sneak around. And I was like, really? And I like <laughs> I was I'm so gullible too. Like I was the I was the dumb cousin that was like, really? We can be invisible? I can go anywhere I want. We got time. We up in here in this church. Let's try it out. I I had uh what started the roller coaster was there's a couple of uh names in my DMs, surprisingly enough. Okay. And um not anything fantastical. Maybe, you know, just, I think people be surprised. A couple of them. And and engaging me in such a way because I've encountered, you understand? Engaging and encountered. You know, and I'm like, well, well, damn, I'm over here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could be. They want to ride on Wonderland. We're going to have a moment after this. You just hit on something that was crazy that you just said that was crazy. You know what my special is called, right? What? I be. Oh yes, of yes. But you don't. I don't think you. I, wait. Say. Say anyway. Let's. Listen. But you said that your body is a wonderland. It is a wonderland, and um, that kind of got the wheel. And then I had someone come talk to me. I don't want to spread out people's you know thing because people are like oh bitch blah 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 to say whatever. But I had a a conversation with somebody that I really respected in business and. They were engaged in the like it was you know sometimes you're moving the conversation just to keep but having they a, were there they were moving it 
with me. Like they were like, oh, and this, and what about this? And oh, and how did you think? And I was just like, yeah, you know, like <laughs> why would I? And not that I think that those type of things determine the worth, right? Because some, not everybody's in a situation where they're going to be talking to some celeb or some person that they always admired or whatever. But it's just assessing where you are and if the person you trying to fuck with is also there. Yes. You know, and it's like, I, I'm, I'm not... They're not there and it's fine, but, but they can't continue to, to diminish me and make me feel like shit. And I can't allow it because I was allowing it because there was a part of me, like you said, didn't need them, but want them. And I think even though I think women should never need a man because that's dangerous, I think what's also dangerous is when women want a man and you want the man that ain't no good for you. Because it keeps you locked into him because you're like, I want him. Well, and then it becomes like, why do you want him? You know, what is it? What is the reason? I think a lot of times the reason is not even something that's that's shared between the two. Mm-hmm. Why does he want you? You know, Someone like, do, like do y'all to have... Conquer, like to con- you know, once... If you get a bum ass nigga, it's like I'm on like a, a school project, right? And you to fix this nigga up and you the one woman. Cause I've had girlfriends who I'm like, why are you with this guy? And they're like, you don't understand the way our love is, the way we set up. And I'm like, but ain't nobody set up but you. This nigga not set up and he's not um uh to no, no disrespect to the men, but a man who does not have foresight and fortitude to This be is a what man. I was about to say. To me, it, there needs to be effort. Uh, a thousand percent. The thing is, like, not everybody first of all, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Please. A lot of these men out here are just simply not where we're at because society doesn't tell them they need to be. I mean, that's facts. So there's there's a certain level of like I'm not even blaming this you on an individual as much as like circumstantially you got to decide to be above and beyond mm-hmm. because the universe isn't even letting you feel like you have to be right. So I do give a certain level of allowance to that. But to your point, there's so many situations where I feel like we you're in a relationship and you're like I know my worth in this relationship mm-hmm. and the other person has so far less to give to that relationship mm. but somehow has decided that by you caring about them we're on equal standard <laughs> right right and right that, and they don't have to have, they don't have to apply effort that's very important what you just said because that has been my situation with i think some women have to understand that you come into a situation and you so dynamic, right? And 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 a dude will see you come in being dynamic and be like, or put even put the effort into the chase, right? And then go because he ain't shit and he don't feel like he's shit. Starts to question what level of shit are you not? Because you why are you fucking with fuck me? Fuck with him. I had a man who literally told me straight up, "You wouldn't think if I was a good nigga if you'd ever really been loved by a good nigga." Well, God I should him. have walked away God that day. I should yeah. have left that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. That day, he said. He said, "I don't even love myself." Mm. I said, "How could you love me?" He said, mm. "I don't know." Mm. And me and my fucking Save a Bird Foundation, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Save a Wounded Bird Foundation, was like, "Let me get even closer to you." 
But never at any point did he take the responsibility within himself to say, like, let me make these changes about myself. Like, let me let me apply. And then you feel like, well, let me just give more. 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 But I think that when we talk about self-worth and we talk about how worth plays out specifically in relationships, it's just very difficult to, to know some things until you're in it. And I think sometimes we have to give ourselves that leeway, too. But that's the thing. You're... You you can't put your guard up too much because you got to be in a situation to know if it's going to work or not. But I think also part of it is, I know for me, once you get hurt a certain way, you try not to get hurt that way anymore. So you sort of try to navigate and put up a block before it happens. Absolutely. And then you wind up giving a, a cat too much credit or too much leeway because you just don't want to deal with Cause this is the last thing that broke me and Tommy up, or whoever the hell. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to go down that road again. But I'm gonna tell you something. If if you could for a minute as a woman take sex off the table, because I think I really may have to go through another whole no sex thing. Cause I I don't know how I'm gonna do it. Cause niggas so used to fucking right off the rip, and I like to fuck right off the rip. But I got to I got to put my vagina back in the vault because you think so? Yeah, because you know what it is. Because I know I'm going to get a little bit of flack for what I'm about to say. Because it's very, it's a very conservative opinion that I have. But this is from experience. As, a, as women, we like to fuck, right? And men like to fuck. That's mm-hmm. the reality. But as women, if you... The, the thing... Your worth, right? Is your body and who you are and your essence. And I always say this. A a woman can give her essence, but she can't really plant it on a nigga. But a nigga can take his essence and plant it in you because he ejaculates inside you. So you start picking up these niggas' spirits. And before you take this nigga's spirit in, you need to run this nigga through a series of scientific tests and evaluations to make sure that he can get in the spacesuit. Because not every nigga that joins the astronaut program gets to go to space. Some of them niggas just walk around NASA all day asking where the cappuccino machine is. And some of these niggas, you need to put them in that situation because... When I think about this guy, there's a lot of things about this guy, the last two guys that I dealt with, that if I, my desire for them and wanted to fuck them and like was so hot and heavy for them, took precedent over really evaluating who they were and how they could be in my life. One of them in particular is in a lawsuit with his ex-girlfriend that's putting her in a bad fucking light. Do you understand what I'm saying? He don't give a fuck. And I should have, when I heard that, that's not to put his business on the street. No, but it's but when really I heard true. That, it's I really been true. Like, oh, you, you did, did this to the last girl. girl. Why the fuck am I here? What difference would I be? What difference? It's incredible None. to see. It's incredible to see how worth plays out and how people treat other people. Uh, you know, like there's a there's a great Oscar Wilde quote. Uh, I might be paraphrasing, but it's something to the effect of. We're all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so what that to me says is like, we've all come from fuckery. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But who is trying to elevate? Who is trying to excel? And there's really, I saw a video about karma today from this guru who was saying, he's like, you're, he was like, but people don't understand is like, you really are 
the owner of your experience. Like no matter what has happened to you. And he was like, yeah. I know that that sounds really harsh to people who have had very bad upbringings, who have had trauma, who have had terrible things happen to them. He was like, but the reality is, is that there's a certain level of peace that should come in knowing that no matter what the fuck happened to you, you really do have control of how things happen, how you handle those, those mm. situations, the choices you make, yes. you know, et cetera. And I feel like I look at people to your point and I try and meet people at face value and say like, okay, where are you at in your life? Mm -hmm. How did you get here? Yeah. And how do you feel about being here? There's a, there's a few people in this world. It's I, I told a, one of my friends growing up, uh, we're not friends anymore, just time and history and things like that. I mean, I could, that, I'm going to save that story for own. But... She grew up on the rough side of the tracks, mm -hmm. and I didn't. We were friends. And as she started to elevate, she got a doctorate at Yale in biochemistry. And, yeah, the whole right. thing, blah, blah. Accolades. And she's head of some pharmaceutical thing now. I'm very proud of her. <clears throat> but one of the things we used to talk about is, you know, why can't people put, get themselves together? I came from this. I was able to do this. And I, and I would say to her, I said, you know, the thing is, I... I I didn't have to build myself up from anything, right? I came from a great family, a great background, and I had people constantly funneling esteem yes, in me, and yes. encouraging me, and you know that that was my world. I can only imagine <laughs> that the people that are that come from a bad situation, right, and who are able to come out of the situation, how extraordinary they are, right? Because there's a psychological yes, warfare yes. that they have to overcome. Yes. So while I understand that person that's down in the gutter that can't get out the gutter because they mind just can't. Yeah. And this, and so we really need to super applaud the person that's able to do it. Yes. Just because you can't get out that gutter because you can't see no way doesn't mean I got to fuck with you. Doesn't mean I have to get down the gutter with you. Right. And that's what I've been doing, basically. Because, but that's the kindness. And I feel like we misinterpret our our worth as kindness and compassion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we start looking at things and saying like, well... Maybe I should step down into that space because like, who the hell am I to think I'm above or, you know, who the hell am I to to think I'm better than? And it's not that you're better than it's simply just like, I don't want I don't, I don't want that on me. It's too many black women that do that. We do that have that selfless love. And I would charge the black women with this. Stop getting down in the gutter trying to save niggas because niggas is not getting down in the gutter trying to save you. I'm going to step it up on. I'm going to even I'm going to see you that and raise yeah. you this. Yes. Stop reaching your hand down to somebody in the gutter who ain't reaching up to get out of it. Hello. You Hello. climbing down into the yeah. shit. Are they reaching a hand up to get out? They like come down here. It's hot. They got rats. It's nice. Even the ghost and ghost was reaching up to Whoopi to try to get up out of there. I'm just saying. And they was ghosts. <laughs> I mean, Molly, get on the A train or something. You in danger, girl. You in danger. But I just think that that's that's what what worth is is realizing mm -hmm. that like your value is not based on somebody else. That's to me one of the biggest things of of really recognizing your self worth, knowing that your value is not based know on somebody else. Know that you the bomb diggity. I'll say this. In I don't know why I'm saying in closing, but I guess maybe in closing. Here's an example of self-worth. If you haven't gotten any examples from any of the things that we said, which means you probably just started the, the podcast just now and you skipped ahead. I am a full-figured woman and I have had men approach me in a way 
where they want to get down, mm-hmm. but they don't want a crown. Got you. Okay. And for a long time, I would, I would let that bother me. Mm-hmm. How do I deal? How do I not deal? Why is it like this? Why is it like that? And then I realized that I was so busy focused on the wrong men that there's so many men that want to crown. Yeah. Want to be down. Yes. So it, if a man cannot show you that he cares for you and he loves you in a way that not only does he express it to the world, but he also expresses it to pri- in private. Because sometimes we know these couples that like when they get out in the world, everything's... Or on Instagram. Right. And then they get home, we be beating her down like, you know, Ike and Tina Turner. Okay. And making her sing um, Down by the River. But... Know your worth in a way that if it, fe- it has to feel good. I have to feel love. I have to feel value. I have to feel like I am in a partnership with someone where as much love as I am giving them, they are giving me that love back. They are fortifying me. I am fortifying them. It is, uh, you know, it's very circular, the energy. And if you're not getting that, then move on because there are too many opportunities in life to get a life that makes you feel good. Don't waste your time with a nigga that's not going to make you feel good. And I and would extend that thumbs. even to friendships. Oh, is this where our friendship ends? I feel like you looked at me when you said that. <laughs> no, said because that. I just would extend that to friendships because I think that was something that I was running into in friendships where I was just like always trying to like be there and do the most and be the most supportive. But then it's like Memorial Day would happen and I don't get no invites to the barbecues. Oh, my God. Well, you know you can come over to my house. <laughs> I be having game night and barbecue and shit. But people don't, you know. I, I used to literally, like, I distinctly remember, like, sitting on my bathroom floor crying on a July 4th. Because it was just like, When you was in I New know? York? Yeah. Why you didn't call me? I didn't know you at the time. Well, that's your fuck up. Because you can come over. <laughs> I don't ever. Uh, but let it me was tell like, you, could never it, be like that with me around. Because I'm, I'm the person. I'm not saying you a misfit, but I bring it all. Let's, I'm I a, misfit, a misfit, but come on in. People come to my house and I'm, I'm like, we having game night with you hungry. I'll make you something to eat. You can't, you, I don't have people around in my world that feel like ain't nobody fucking with them on something. Cause I always got some shit going down. That was a world I was in for a long time where it was just like crossing my fingers. Like I don't want to be by myself on these. And they're not even like real holidays, like Memorial Day, Labor Day, July 4th. They're not even like real holidays. But in America, they really are these times where people gather with their friends or Mm -hmm. family. And even though if it's not to celebrate the actual holiday, it's more so just like we gather, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you when you when you are in a place of loneliness, your self-worth starts to really suffer, especially in those times, because you're like, damn, like maybe I'm not, maybe people don't value me. Like maybe I'm not good enough. Um, But my homegirl Janice is calling me right now. And Janice is somebody who has always made herself available when you're on speakerphone while I'm doing my podcast. Cause I was talking about, we're talking about self-worth me and Yamanika, but I'm gonna call you back. But you always made me feel like I got worth. <laughs> That's right. my yeah. nigga. I will call you back. Yo, I felt that because you do. You hear me? Because you do. That's a, this should be finding yourself words colon because you do. Because you do. Because you do. The last dose. 
I appreciate you coming on the show and I love that this is a topic that you suggested mm-hmm. because you had just had an epiphany about it yeah. last night. And I think we have these epiphanies like repeatedly. You know, like you because yeah. you'll hit a wall sometimes where you're just like, oh, I can't. What the fuck am I doing? I'm better than this. Yeah. You know? And I think that for some of us, we're like, well, why haven't I hit that wall yet? Why haven't I hit that wall yet? And you really start to, you really know when you realize that like this other person doesn't care. Like, okay. and whether that's a friend mm-hmm. or a relative but stop, or your stop relationship. About the and care, then, and right? once, but once they, once you see that though, I feel like is when you're like, oh, then I'm not. I don't need to be dialed into this the same way. Yeah, but people care about the care. That's the problem. People care. What, why don't you care? What, it doesn't matter. Not everybody's going to care for everything. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. That's the thing. You're right. When mm-hmm. people feel like... The, and one thing I realized, one, one thing that has opened me up for dudes is I stopped tripping about them tripping over themselves. Like I started really realizing like I'm, I'm here for love. I'm available for love. I got my shit, but that's what I'm here for. I if you aren't... for love. Why are you hiding from me? I thought you were going to sing a I was letting this. you hit. I was about to hit you. I quickly Ooh, give yeah. my freedom to be held in your captivity. I am ready for love. All of the joy and the pain. Joy and pain. And all the time that it takes. Look at the little girl. She's coming out of the thing now. <laughs> Just to stay in your... Look, she's coming to me. <laughs> I knew I was going to see you, baby, before the end of it. I love you, Mandy. You are so India beautiful. That's India right? Yes. India got to do the show. You got to do the show, India. India's India. India good people. Yeah. She's really good people. It's that earthy. Yes. That earthy feel. But really, though, like once you realize, like, I'm ready for love. If you ain't trying to come over here, I, I can't trip. You got to. And this whole episode has just been about us being uniquely ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's beautiful. And if nobody has told you today, anybody who is listening, I love you and I love you in God and I wish nothing but the best for you. And whatever circumstance and heartache you're going through, you are worthy and you will make it and you will survive and believe that whatever is meant for you, love, career, you getting heartburns while I'm doing this? Brandon got touched. Can I say something? Yamanika. Yamanika was on Smart Bunny and Black with Charlemagne at the New York Comedy Festival. And... Charlemagne was, he was about to take it. Mm-hmm. He was running with it. Like he had, he had won some of the games. Like, you know, yeah. he was, he, it was in his favor. And the question for Final Blacks Nation was, it is the year, uh, like 2035, and you have to come up with three new laws that have been put into place uh, for black folks in favor of the elevation of black folks. And Yamanika's first law was that if you uh, experience racism, you can eat a white baby. That was her, that was yeah, her that first. Was, that was the that first was her one. First yeah, one. Not, not too one. many takers right. on that, not, but it was. Right. Yeah, but, but, but I understood the sentiment. Right, 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 um, right, right. I just feel like they're nutritious. The yeah. sec- you know, they bones. What's well, white meat? Yeah. Um, white the meat. second one. <laughs> the second one is what tipped the scale, because the second one was that you said that there needs to be a law where whenever we see each other, we have to say "I love you." Yeah. 
I, I see you and I yeah, love you. I you and and then you. we so had important. the audience yeah. do that. We had the audience turn to each other and say, I see you. Yeah. I love you. Yes. I see y'all. What I oh. tell you, it, I have chills mm. thinking about it. I have chills see, thinking about yeah, it. Because you can feel it. People, people not being seen. They want to be seen. And they want, it's nothing like being seen from the people that experience the same trauma and life experience that you see and feel and that we need to love one another. It's so important. And then we swag surfed. Which was the... B- <laughs> I'm still rocking. I'm still... Oh. And you are still rocking. I don't want to hear no more about you quitting the game because you're well, still rocking. to see me and love me too. <laughs> she just said you want a new show. I mean, that's true. Sometimes... <laughs> I've got I've got mental problems and you know I do the best I can I'm also uh, sometimes this whole time I've been trying to like figure out what year I'm in because I'm seeing a lot of coming to America but I'm also seeing some shit from the future oh just in this room uh, yes like I'm seeing one, at one moment I was like is Nina Simone gonna walk through the door it was just a <laughs> lot of shit going on so like some Chinese shit happening here it's just you know there's a picture of Michael Jackson holding a baby lion tiger <laughs> I don't you know it's like this is this is beautiful I'm so glad that I came. I'm so glad we could have you. Yes. Y'all know Yamanika is the voice introducing me and I be knowing. And that yes. happened literally. I was just like, Yamanika, can you do that shit? Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. It ain't no thing but a chicken wing. I haphazardly put my wig on. I was like, I'm there. She's your girl. <laughs> and my girl. Seals. I put that Baltimore stink on you. Did, you, you did, you did, you did. You did too. Dude, you know what you had to do. I had to do. <laughs> so Yams, where can they follow you on Instagram? You can follow me at Yamanika on Instagram. Um, my Y A M N E I K A. Yes, Y A A Y A M A N E I K A. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I don't do websites, although I, you know, my manager's telling me I should. So give me a couple months, maybe I'll put a Pinterest thing together. Um, Facebook, I barely do that. I also have a podcast you can listen to called Rant and Raven. Now, I would tell um, your Caucasian listeners, just be prepared because it's um, a lot of what whitey been doing wrong. So Yeah, it's not a white, it's not a white tear free zone. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's like, and then I bring my white friends on and I make them cry. So, Got you know, it. it's a lot yeah. of, a lot of uh, black blood and white tears. Um, black blood. <laughs> that is a new Negro spiritual. Black blood. Yes. Blood on the leaves. Blood at the root. Black blood at the root. Body swinging. Let me tell you how woke I am sometimes. I sing that shit to karaoke. <laughs> You sing Strange Fruit at karaoke? Honey, I bring the shit to a screeching halt. I love to do it when it's like at least five of my white friends there. I'm like, and they be having the shit in the karaoke rotation. That's the problem. That's also. what's so wild to me, honey. From the but pop, you got to know the song. You got to know the song because the way it plays in karaoke, if you don't know it, you could get off quick, easy. Yeah. So that's why that. not? Why not? Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, and we will see more of you. Because you ain't going nowhere. God will. Star Bands Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.